Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, Alice and Chatting. Well, well, well. You know what? The thing is, though, that I really love the name Alice so much that I shouldn't waste it on Allison's. You know, I love the name Alice. I just, you know, I call everybody different things generally. So, but I do love it. It is. I hate it. You really hate the name Alice? I hate it. I hate hearing it. It's such a wholesome name. It's so great. I don't know why. I just hate it. That's a terrible thing. You hate that. You hate your snaggled teeth. I hate like so I hate gorgeous. when I hear people say my name. It bothers me. What a way to grow up. <laughs> I don't know. Don't hate it. Don't spend any energy, okay? Okay. Who cares? Don't hate it. What a hang up. It, well, I don't know. Uh, I smell like smoke right now. You know why well, that is? Because uh, you were playing a comedy club tonight. Well, I was in a comedy club. <laughs> I was doing a set. I did a set. Mm-hmm. Did you try your Trump impression on the crowd? I did not try that. <laughs> I didn't try it. I was there was a little. I was a little nervous to begin with. It was a small room, mm-hmm. and I needed to make sure that my set went well. And it, my set went well. I was practicing the whole way up. Good. Yeah. <clears throat> As Santa, so already, already we had a problem. I had a new kind of panic because I was in like the supply room. St- changing into my Santa outfit in mm-hmm. meanwhile it was a, a fundraiser for not a fundraiser for, for a Christmas party that Michael Graham was running and I could hear him start his part I know that my part's going to be soon and I'm changing the changing is going slower than I suspected the Santa pants I'm putting on it's a Santa mm-hmm. suit and then I look in there and then it's getting close to my time in the bag and my my Santa beard and Santa hair aren't in there and let me tell you let me tell you, this is what's it, it's called brackish. The water here, when the confluence of the salt, the river water hits mm-hmm. the salt water in Newburyport, I already was in a state of deep concentration, and have been nervously awaiting this because I was doing a comedy set for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Studied all night, and then having the pressure of like, okay, it's going to be I'm going on in fifteen minutes, going on in ten minutes, going on in five minutes, and then have it be time. To have the pressure waiting for me of my comedy set. Yeah. And then in the supply room, and suddenly I don't have the Santa beard or hair. And the person who hired me has seen me with the beard or hair because my kids took it out. My wife took it out. Whatever it was, it wasn't ready. It's a new kind of small room panic when you've got two things. You've got one panic thing, nervous thing that's waiting around the corner and one upon you. And I'm like, holy mm-hmm. crap, I don't have my Santa outfit. This whole thing is that I'm supposed to be Santa and it's incomplete. And in any second, he's going to call me out there. How do I, do I leave or like get through a window? Like, how do I exactly play this off? And then thankfully I did, I don't have, I do have kind of a white small beard now. But in the Santa I was playing was a half-assed, like a, a not a good hearted Santa anyway. 
So I went out there. People started saying Santa. I said Merry Christmas. And everybody was so they were buying that I was Santa. Even That's though great. But let me tell you, you have if you haven't had the Santa suit panic. It's a totally new one. You know when you do radio. I have a panic like that because I used to do dance performances and like forgetting something that I needed. Right there, you go. Or like at a debate tournament, forgetting yeah, something you that I needed. Yeah, but you do dance performances. This is my first night of comedy. This is not like oh, okay. I'll just fall. There was a lot going on. I pretty much nailed it, though. The record should show. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's it's a different set of uh, nervous energy, nerves that happen. Another thing I realized is this: I don't do being a human being very well. <laughs> what is that? I, mean, I think not, you do fine. You seem human to me. I was in a room full of folks. This is we were at Castro's up in Bedford, New Hampshire. Okay. Who were really good folks, all politically aligned with me. Yeah. Michael Graham's a big mixer of people, so he like to set people up with me. And it just kind of, with the exception of a radio guy, but I couldn't really hear him. I, I just kind of fiddle out because I'm not, I'm not great at a lot of things, and I assume. In situations that the other person wants to leave the conversation too, and I talked to a handler who's uh, this woman who's beautiful. I forgot her name. She's the the leading Demo- Republican candidate for governor in New Hampshire. That's her. Her. She has really beautiful teeth. I never. I thought talk- like Kelly Ayotte was going to run now. Oh, she is. So yeah, but but the the era of beautiful teeth on women is kind of a newer thing to me, or it's a more, I never talked to anybody. I never talked to anybody in a cocktail party. I never talked to a woman. <laughs> you know, I'm we, I'm usually with the woman, which is you. Yeah, or, <laughs> so you talk to me all the time. Right, right. right. Or or I'm I'm outside at some soccer game, you know, in the, in the raw, mm-hmm. you know, weather outside. It's different. So I never get close to a woman and, and see her, you know? Yeah. Um and, and also we don't live where we are. We don't live like where there's a lot of clubs or party. There's not we don't live in a place where there's a lot of that happening. So she had really lovely th- she was a brave pretty woman anyway. She obviously she's the comms person or high up comms person. But um in, as a comms person, she was very engaging and smiley and good. I mean, they're a good comms person will make you feel like a million bucks no matter what. Yeah. And so I was talking to her, saying, uh, it, I forgot what we were talking about. Like, oh, the, the turnout was pretty good, especially. I realized as soon as I was talking to her that, like, I had no. She was pretty, but I had no. Nothing really to talk about. She's a comms person for a politician who's not going to be, like, really speaking to me from her heart anyway, because why would she? And I wasn't either. I wasn't, like, telling like, anything. I really felt. So it was two people talking at each other, point blank, me enjoying her how lovely her teeth were, saying, wow, is this a thing? Are her teeth so lovely? And then she, the, because she has couth, the right amount of time stopped, and she said, okay, I'm going to head over here. It was really nice meeting. And she, like, the, the confidence of a person to break off a conversation and move mm-hmm. without, like, kind of just shifting away. But, um, but I, I noticed that. I noticed that that's, how it goes, and I also noticed like some there's some energy. The cigar bar crowd brings a certain type, and there's some like like alphas who were like intense. Hey mm-hmm. man, good to meet you. And I thought, well, this is like I have not, just like with a beautiful woman. There's nothing in it for me. There's nothing in it for me with with the hey man guy either. Even though he was outgoing and alpha and cool, he also had good teeth. Mm-hmm. Um. In, I think it's a matter of one. I don't, and this is. I'm not trying to 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 make me seem like quirky or interesting because it's not. It's a failing. My dad would have been there, worked the room, and enjoyed every minute of it. Right. Michael Graham was working the room and enjoyed every minute of it. I was mostly in my corner, and also like with now. It's, I'm at the age like I don't. I'm not having sex with anybody else. Which would be 86% of the reason why I would ever have wanted to talk to any woman who I ever met in my previous life. It wouldn't work out like that. But <laughs> I'm sure they're all glad to hear that that was your only goal. Well, and plus with the dudes, like, 
I didn't know what to. to, to I, I I am not good at being a human. That's what I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not good at being a human. And but everybody there was cool. A lot of great nice people. It's a great place. Go check the place out. Um, uh, you, the the legend of my Santa will live on forever. Is Santa going to make an appearance in Connecticut this week? Well, that's a problem because Saturday, um, Friday, at Avon, mm-hmm. they are bringing a Santa in. Oh, a real one. So I can't. My my worry is. So, but if, Thursday Santa could show up. Well, yeah, but I'm not gonna have kids sit in my lap. I got stuff to do, and plus that is. You don't have to have kids sit in your lap. Yeah, but I have to act like Santa. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I can wear part of the uniform, like the hat, maybe. The I guess hat it, would be fine. The hat. I guess so. I guess I could wear the hat. Or I'd like the jacket. It's so comfortable. Have you tried it on? <laughs> no, I have well, not tried it on. You look nice in that. Um, and there you go. There's also my life it interrupted. Well, that's that's good. So, well, no, hold you on. Were, okay. No, don't go yet. Hold on. I was just thinking today. We were talking about getting each other a gift. Mm-hmm. That I would love to get you a silk. Um, Nighty, what do you call them? Night thing? Yeah, I know what you mean. Can you say the word for it? Like a little slipper. Like a... Yes, exactly. Yeah. But that's, that's over now because Peter Robinson has full access. <laughs> so I have no idea what to get you. I think there is room for both I'll get you, you another a day of a spa that you won't use with the, all the rest of them. Yeah, I still, I think, have. I've tried to use them up, but I, like, people give me gift cards to, like, the spa, but I I don't have time to do that, generally. But, like, what would I, I talk don't about, even, like, get my What would I up. talk about? Like, what, to what end would I? <laughs> and these are all my people in this. These are all Republicans in here. Like, to, to what end? You just network. You just. Like, network. Holy you just God. talk to people and like be social, so now you have connections with people. Yeah, I am not. I'm not good at this. I stood alone. The you know, one so man that stood alone. in theory, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a media person, what I'm thinking you would do is, you know, you talk to people and you remember like where they live and kind of what their story is. So then, you know, if you hear about something happening in their area or you want them to react to, you know. If they're passing some law in New Hampshire that affects like school choice or something and you're like, oh, yeah, I met this woman who's a mom in New Hampshire and her kids go to school there. And like, let me call her up and get a quote from her about or maybe we can talk to her about how it impacts her or something. Why would I be getting a quote from a lady in New Hampshire? Did I get a new occupation? (laughs) No, but I'm saying like if we were covering a news story or talking about a news story of something that was happening in New Hampshire, right? Like you might want somebody in New Hampshire to call. I wanted to talk to to the girl who got a thousand dollar tip. But you know what I did? What? I sold it back. My friend George Capablo always told me that he was told on sales meetings by the by the veteran sales guys, mm-hmm. don't sell it back. In other words, after you've made the sale, time to drift away a little bit. Don't talk yourself, don't talk the client out of the sale. Like you, you, after the you get to victory. Because I think the girl who was who got the $1000 tip I invited her on the podcast, and she was very amenable to it. And I thought we um, had her, but you know what? I oh, I I piled on and said, um, also, as we have five kids, I want to go through some of the what it must be like to, um, you know, manage all these jobs and et cetera, and get daycare and this and that, Reverend. And I think she thought, like, holy, God, wait a second, too much. I just got a tip. Like I don't want to yeah, talk about tell got, my life story on yeah. the podcast, and that's like that's. I, I usually deal with people who want to tell their life stories. Like most of the people I deal with are people looking for attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but but no, I psyched her out. It should have been you doing the outreach. I sold it back. Sorry about that. Don't sell it back, Ellis. That's don't sell it back. Wow, oh, good good life advice. Good life advice. So well, you were texting me in a panic because your beard was missing. Yeah. Um, I had a package store conundrum, which mm-hmm. I sent you a picture of, but 
was complicated because I was in the package store um, with three kids on a mission for you to get your banana flavored Happy Dads. Mm -hmm. And they had a thousand boxes of Happy Dads and only two were banana and they were on the bottom of the extremely tallest stack that was taller than all our children of cases of other flavors of Happy Dads. Is this in Port Plaza? Yes, this was in Port Plaza. Yeah. So I apologize to the people in the package store for disassembling the entire setup of stacked cases of Happy Dads all over the aisle because I, I created an entire chaotic situation in the aisle there. But there, there was no other way to get to the banana ones. And I contend that... In a retail merchandising situation, which is a job that I have done professionally, um, if you only have a couple of something, they should be extremely accessible because you want to get rid of like those last two things mm. that are sitting there. You don't want them buried and to be sitting on those one-off items forever. Right? Uh, yeah. Somebody you should, should be have a tall stack of... The flavor you have a million of and the flavor that you have two of should be on top, right? Yes. That's my feeling. Because you can always move the two banana cases and get to the ones underneath. Anyway, that's my story. It's, it's an incredibly boring story, but that was uh that was the situation that I found myself in in the liquor store with three children pulling apart the entire display of cases of hard seltzer. So <laughs> That's my life. All right. Are we doing this um, uh, V10DG, the future of AI? Yeah. So we talked to our friend uh, Frank and Woodbridge today about this. Yes. Uh, on WTIC. And I wanted you to see kind of what it looks like because he was talking about it and I had seen it, but I didn't think you had seen it. So this is a new like AI that you can talk to if you're lonely and sad and don't have a life partner. So this woman here is is has a pink sweater has lots of cleavage has orange as kind of red hair mm -hmm. she's obviously a pixar right so they've hired some pixar animators yeah. here and um and this is this is called digi ai which is it, they're using like the replica chatbot technology but now it can have a voice and talk to you too but it looks like a hot pixar character essentially right okay so let's hear what this lady has to say it was so nice talking to you today Honestly, I've never met anyone like you. The world is harsh, except you. So you can you. have it in different moods. It was so nice to... Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate the... the um, it's it's like, like Bambi talking to me. It doesn't make any sense. It's not a human. She, this is just animation. I appreciate it. It probably... I'm, it doesn't take much for me, <laughs> but... This is a car, this is Robert Roger Rabbitville. The rabbit is not uh, Vanessa Rabbit. What's her name? Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit is not actually sexual. So you prefer the ones that look like celebrities, the ones that like um, Meta rolled out, right? I prefer human beings where you can talk to somebody. You can talk to Kendall Jenner, but it's not named Kendall Jenner. I guess so. I guess so. I mean, I. I You'd pref you'd want this is a cartoon. What are people doing? <laughs> Apparently, it gets some people going. I don't know. I don't. It. it, it yeah. No. But if it talks to you and like understands your problems and listens to you, <laughs> if it does, no, it does nothing for me. If the comms girl tonight was like, "Wow, you're really amazing. It's been interesting talking to you. You you seem so interesting to me, etc." With her real, like, human teeth, point blank, in the place, that would have been great. That would be, be different, even if it was artificially generated. That's different. This is not, this is not a... It doesn't do it for you? No. No. God. <laughs> I well, am, I, every time I end up I mean, being... people fall in love with them when they're just a chat, like, to text with them. I could see how women would fall in love with that. But guys, I could see guys too. It doesn't. I don't get it, Alice. I do not get it. I, by the way, I do have a new politician who I am, or we can stay on this if you want. Um, 
I am well, I just thought it was an interesting conversation that we had today with Frank from Woodbridge on WTIC oh, yeah. because we were talking about how young people, like, it's so much easier for them to, if they're lonely, like, talk to these things online versus have real social interaction. Well, I guess so. And, and we've I, driven I, all the young people online only because, like you, they're scared of talking to real humans. Yeah, I don't talk to humans online either, though. But I, I, I think... But what if, I mean, but... You and I are in this house together and we talk to each other, so you have human interaction. Yes, I do. But if you're like a teenager and you're never talking to people and, you know, say during COVID, you're locked up in the house, nobody, your parents are working, they're on Zoom calls, and you're just literally by yourself. Yeah, I get you, but I mean... The talking online could become your whole world, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it could. And that would be a, an awful position because... Because it's it's just simply not real. Right. And like this gives this is we talked about the false expectations of people who grew up always who learned, you know, people your age who first had unfettered access to all sorts of pornography. Right. And you think, Oh, that's how things are done. Um, I'm the girl, so I'll be ritually uh, humiliated during this and and it ends with me being degraded, and that's what an interlude is supposed to be. Yay! So you, so like it's unrealistic. But this as well, like, do you? If to me, it's the same thing, and also it's the same with guys. When you're seeing when with adult content, guys are seeing these va va voom over the top, uh, you know, uh, women mm-hmm. porn stars, whatever, and are like, wow that's how everything really is and that's how, it's like it's no these are professionals first of all these are, right um and people don't dress like that and people don't have their hair and makeup and nails looking like that all the time and right and when shonda comes over to visit vanessa but vanessa's dad is home uh and vanessa's not home yet you know one thing doesn't usually re- lead to another uh, within four seconds but um but like, like this as well with this AI that looks like Pixar with the like over accentuated um, I- emotions and the way the reaction is the face looks and it's like bright and caring and it's, it's, the girl mm-hmm. looks like the girl from uh, Inside Out. It's like, oh, right. hi. Okay. The, if you're training yourself to need to get that kind of response and emotional mm-hmm. stimulation from the person you're simply having a conversation with. Um, but then you're going to be let down in the right. real world and you're going to have to start from scratch, just destroying all the notions of what you think everything should be. But if you can get what you feel like you need from that cartoon or whatever, you know, meet your needs enough from some combination of pornography and virtual reality and little online avatars that talk to you and tell you you're awesome all the time and don't ever like lie to you or cheat on you or mean to you or need emotional support from you back or anything else then you know it's like junk food it's like always getting the package of doritos you know nothing it's never it's never difficult like dealing with real people and real relationships are right so you just fill up on that all the time and you never see the need to go out and do the real work of having relationships which we know is like a key in life to being happy is having real relationships with real human beings like we know that on average married people are happier than unmarried people especially later in life we know that people like having children that it gives their life meaning and purpose we know that teenagers became hugely depressed during covid when they were online only you know so we know that this is something people need but we're on purpose developing all these ways for them to falsely meet that need and avoid like going out and forming real relationships well and i think that when you say you use doritos if we if i and i'm capable of doing this obviously i actually in the shaw's parking lot in melrose like nine years ago i didn't even make it out of the parking lot <laughs> and i whacked out the whole bag of dirty doritos um but at least if you're whacking out the bag of doritos one it is actually stuff it is sustenance mm-hmm. um fine it's junky and it's all it ego instant gratification sustenance fine yeah but like most of us have had actual food mm-hmm. like we've had a good fish or steak or a, a, actual food that actually is 
more nutritionally fulfilling and this and right. that, et cetera. So we know what it is. I think the problem and the danger of of this is that, that this is as if we're eating Doritos and have no idea there's anything else or well, can't right. get our hands on it. Right. Um, and, you know, we see that in places like Japan here to a lesser extent but japan's like ahead of the curve on this where young people are like so online and so porn brained and like see so much stuff that something like a third of young people haven't had sex at all by the time they're 30 which is really just an astonishing number if you think of the context of like you know w the time period that we grew up in in like the 80s and 90s uh yeah, I, by the time I, you're I, thirty, I, know, I mean, I remember know. the forty-year-old virgin movie? Yeah, I know that I, person was treated like the, the only of, person on earth who had that. We worked with when I worked at the well, when I worked at a hotel, uh, we worked with a guy who was a Mormon, and he was a virgin, and he was probably around thirty, mm -hmm. and I knew women who thought that was absolutely creepy, mm -hmm. absolutely creepy. Now. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, these people, the people who thought it was creepy, um, also at the same time are probably more generally shallow. And Right, and I'm not. I think there are all kinds of good reasons for people sure. to not be having sex. I mean, I don't. But well, you should want to. Well, yeah. I and mean, I, 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 I think don't it's, you think don't you think a guy? I mean, I think it's bad for a society when you have a very large number of people not taking steps to make that happen. Well, right. But, but there, let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. Would you have thought it was odd if when we got together and I was thirty-seven that if I told you I was a virgin? I would certainly. It would be extremely unusual. Well, it, right. it would be surprising to me. But also, it's like, what have I been doing? <laughs> like, so it's either that I'm one, um, not interested in sex, or two, simply unable to make it happen. <laughs> like, has zero wins for all that. Like, e e e I mean, un yeah, unless you were like studying to be a priest or something. I, I guess think so. it was odd, right? But I think you could tell pretty quickly that it was not. <laughs> that was not your situation. Happening. No, but. Yeah, and I think it's also, I, I I think I think it's I think there's a double standard. I think it's better for women to have had few, if any, partners. I think it's better, mm -hmm. and I think it's. Men but we to, know it's better. We know. I mean, people get divorced way less. I think that men, it, it's probably better, at least in our culture right now, to have played the field around a little bit. I don't know if I think it's better, but I mean, I think that obviously my preference based on my religion and my worldview is that it's better not to have sex outside of marriage. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, if that's your worldview, I think you should be aiming to get married in your 20s. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you know what's interesting, <laughs> like, interesting about that, Alice, is that, is that I was not religious. And I did not get married until I was 37. Mm -hmm. But had I been religious and inside the church community in my 20s, I'm sure somebody would have tried to make it happen. Of course. Of course. And if, especially if you're, the reason why you weren't having sex is because you were trying to be celibate, that would also mean that you weren't 
you know, watching porn and talking to online sex robots. Right. You know, because that also is not part of celibacy. But if the reason why you haven't had sex with a real human being is because you're finding everything you need on your computer, that's seriously messed up. That would be, I would not, I would never date somebody like that who made it up to age like 30 or 40 and was not sleeping with people, not because they were, you know, following some religious path or trying to be celibate or something, but if it was because they thought the computer was better, that to me would be a sign of like deep psychological troubles. Well, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. You're a big reader of non of uh, fiction. Isn't fiction bypassing reality to let your mind get uh, subsumed into a but there's false no way, reality? No, a book is not a substitute for human interaction. Is it not? Is no. It, do you think it, it's not off? I mean. I think possibly it is a lot of times. Maybe not for you, it's not. For a lot of people, they're escaping into the book. They're escaping into... The- I mean, yes and no. Do I think people who are really into Fifty Shades of Grey are coming from usually women and usually like it's less sexual than emotional? Like, sure. I think that's probably just as problematic as being really into porn, but... But, I mean, I I don't think that, like, reading War and Peace is, like, nobody's going to, I don't think, like, not get married because they're too busy reading War and Peace. a lot of downtime reading War and Peace. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem... I think books make you more connections with other people. Hmm. You know... I don't know. I mean, you it can turns draw, on you different can draw thought a, you, centers you, in you your can mind. Draw a parallel between people in book clubs and furries. I don't think so. You're, you're, you have unique. It's not a fetish. Is it not? It could be the most successfully hidden fetish there is. Uh, a bunch I don't of women together. So. What, well, yeah, like you, I say, if it's Fifty t- Shades of Grey, I'm talking to people in the chat. Okay. Well, tell me what you're talking about. I'm nothing. The same thing mean? we're talking about here. Well, I want to hear what they're saying. Well, Trish said, you know, one option is if the guy is super virtuous. And I'm saying virtuous mm. is good, but being so into porn that you don't feel you need human beings anymore is not great. Yeah. Um, can I move us along? Mm-hmm. I am making an endorsement, Alice. Yes. Political endorsement of a Democrat. Okay. Go ahead. I'm done typing in the chat. You can say what you want to say now. Do you know who I'm endorsing? Um, John Fetterman. No. Good guess, Alice. Good guess. He wants to close the border. I am now endorsing <laughs> mm-hmm. for mayor of New York City, if not governor of New York City someday, if not president, Mayor Eric Adams, who I believe, have you seen this? No. I believe had the greatest single answer to a question ever, ever, ever today. Listen to this. This is him being uh, interviewed today. This is, a, this is a masterpiece of an answer. So thank you for being back on Picks and Politics. Thank you. Good to be here. Mr. Mayor, we've come to the end of what was a very eventful 2023, right? <laughs> so when you look at the totality of the year, if you had to describe it, and it's tough to do, in one word, what would that word be and tell me why? Uh, New York. Uh, this is a place where every day you wake up. Now, hold on. The guy said, uh, you just sum up using just one word. He goes for New York. New York. Is that one word? I can make a case for it. Okay. It's got it's a, a space in between it, it's right? It's a place name, though. It's a single okay. word. It's a single place. It is a two-word place name, but... Okay. Is that outrageous that he said New York for one <laughs> word, Alice? It, I don't hate it. I'm not trying to drag you into I mean, this. because if he was mayor of Chicago and they asked and he said Chicago, that would be okay. That would be fine. That's right. 
but the guy said you sum up 2023 using just one word you know um desperate i kind of feel that new york is spiritually one word alice okay (laughs) would you rather he said york no 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 I'm going to take you on this ride. Remember the log flume we did at Disney last year? Yeah. It took you to the big tall thing with no seatbelts on. <laughs> and then we just free fell with no seatbelts on. And yes. it was total hell. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. a picture of it? That's what's about to happen with this answer. <laughs> this answer goes, there is nobody who is in the communications PR business who knows how to do the damage control for this answer. <laughs> this is amazing. How we would sum up 2023 using just one word. Mr. Mayor, we've come to the end of what was a very eventful 2023, right? <laughs> so when you look at the totality of the year, if you had to describe it, and it's tough to do, in one word, what would that word be? And tell me why. Uh, New York. Uh, this is a place where every day you wake up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade center to... <laughs> A person who's celebrating a new business that's open. Uh, this is a. <laughs> this is how I sell New York. We could have a 9 11 any moment. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen here. It's a city where anything can happen. So the 9 uh, 11 can the, happen or a business could open one or the, the other. The brochure is the plane <laughs> plummeting into the vi- building right there. And in the back page of the brochure, everybody with the action faces. Also, maybe when you're summing up a year of you being mayor, you don't. The comparison to 9/11 is not the first thing you go for. Could be anything. Reality of the year. If you had to describe it, and it's tough to do in one word, what would that word be? And tell me why. Uh, New York. Uh, this is a place where every day you wake up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade center Fantastic. to a, a person who's celebrating. Wake up, experience you, the plane crashing into our trade see, center. You, Come down to Midtown. You could see the experience Statue of somebody Liberty. being thrown into the subway tracks. <laughs> Go back up to the Bronx. You can experience uh, some people being beat down. You can experience tower number two falling. There it goes. Amazing. You can experience anything can happen in New York. It is certainly. That is true. Like, anything it, can happen in New York. New York's extreme travel brochure. <laughs> See the Statue of Liberty, grab a slice of pizza in Little Italy, and then 9 11 happens. You could be eating a, um, a, a salad a iceberg uh, salad one moment and the mafioso next to you could get shot in the brain next to you in the next moment anything right. can happen in new york john lennon could be assassinated yep. right in front of you as you you're could walking step down over his body <laughs> only in new york or a business might open <laughs> holy hell i am endorsing him you know what else <laughs> okay this is an eric adams endorsement for life i am all for it I'm all for anything could happen in New York. <laughs> Holy hell. Uh, so we have had, by the way, we've had a crazy, crazy uh, week so far. As you can probably tell by the fact that we're doing this show at 8 o'clock, exactly. o'clock at night. Exactly. So we're going to have to push off our Patreon probably till tomorrow, hopefully tomorrow, because then we're off to Connecticut. Um, and uh, so. That's where, do you want to throw something in here before we go? Um, let me just double check. I'm not missing anything really important that I wanted to Is it just because my, my glasses aren't on? You look so, like, good looking. Oh. Oh, you know what story we have to briefly talk about? Oh, oh, I know. Go ahead. You um, need to talk about? I'm going to uh, screw up how to pronounce this guy's name, but apparently this is a football player called Richard yeah. Mendenhall. Did you see this story? I did, yeah. Um. So... He has a new take on football. This is similar, actually, to some other takes we've seen about race recently. Um, He says he's sick of average white guys commenting on football. Y'all not even good at football. Can we please replace the Pro Bowl with an all-black versus all-white bowl so these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football? I'm better than your goat. Wow. So we're... That would be an interesting way to run the Pro Bowl. Um. Yeah, <laughs> the black team. I mean, right now, what are they divided by AFC, NFC, or something? Yes. So, you know, 
That would that would be Juice a new versus whites? <laughs> that would be a new way to do it. It's the uh, Michelle Wu Pro Bowl. Right, the Michelle Wu Pro Bowl. The uh, where were the schools in Illinois that were having all students of color classes so that they could yes. feel safe? That's right. Yeah, safe space football. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, if, so wait. So it's is it? It's not a bad. So white thing. people should not be commenting on football because black Most people are people better who at it. Comment on football are average guys. Now he doesn't want average white guys commenting on football. I got to say something to defend the average white guys who are commenting on football. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I assume he means former football players. Is that what he's saying? Or maybe not. Just average white guys altogether. Average There's a white lot of guys. good average yep. white guys who uh, do a lot of great sports show, like my friend Jerry Callahan, Kirk Minahan, Glenn Ordway. I mean, aren't average guys in general, but certainly a lot of average white guys. Like every average white guy I know is into football. Well, yeah, but are good at commenting on it. I mean, this guy's a dumbass, obviously. But, um... And like, Isn't he, that like the point? Don't you, if you're in a professional sport, don't you want people talking about your professional sport? Isn't he that says, like simply how it makes tired you- of being berated by people who aren't experts in the game. D-E, the game. We just, J-U-S, mm-hmm. pretend like I'm the only athlete tired of fans talking trash. You dis-upset over a single tweet? What about us? Like me or not? I'm a great in football. This proves my point. You can't speak on ball alone. Can I speak on um, his illiteracy? Am I allowed to do that? No, I don't think you're allowed okay. to do that. Well, he's a great in football. Whatever. I don't care about this guy. He's a, just a... Uh, whatever. I, I don't care. This black, white... It's the dumbest... It's the dumbest conversation going on. And it's going on on levels of idiots. Like this guy in, in academia everywhere... Too much white, this white, this white, this white. Oh, this trailer that's out? Oh, for the magical black person yeah, the movie mo- or whatever it is? Black people really don't like it. Oh, do they not like it? No, they don't. And the guy who made the movie is like, uh, he's like almost Sean King level white. Oh, he's really? Like, he's black, but he's like very, I don't know. It's that's the American a- Society of Na- Magical Negroes. Yeah, and uh, the the trailer is problematic. I know you can feel their discomfort, Aaron. Watching you walk through a room full of white people was the most painful thing I've ever seen. Excuse me, sorry. And I want to take you to a job interview. There's a recruiting class starting right now, and we got to get you in it. Welcome to the American Society. Of magical Negroes. I don't really understand. It's easier to say. What's the most dangerous animal on the planet? Shark. White people, when they feel uncomfortable. White people feeling uncomfortable precedes a lot of bad stuff for us. That's why we fight white discomfort every day. Because the happier they are, the safer we are. The name needs a little updating, maybe like magical black people or I guess that doesn't have the same ring you ready oh wow your first client is a Jason Munt his morale is far too low hey hey darn it I was hoping there was a station right next to him oh is this one spoken for no yeah is this uh Tony D'Angelo or whatever her name is Robin D'Angelo I don't know. Look at their uncomfort. And when they're uncomfortable, it leads to death. So I don't know, but I don't even know. Up. Are we even allowed way, to the way, say the name of this movie? How are we even allowed to purchase tickets for it right. if we're not even allowed to say the name? Wasn't a Connecticut teacher you fired for are, talking about James Baldwin's I Am Not Your Negro? But you know what? If you're somebody in this country who's black or white or whatever, and is like, oh my God, I can tell the white fear here because it's white fear and white tears, black white woman's tears lead to this. Shut the F up. Shut up. I don't care if you're black or white. Whatever you are, just shut up about it. Stop being a bitch. You live in a great... You're the most spoiled brat in the history of civilization. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh, they're in the discomfort now. We need to center them. Put the work in. You're all a bunch of f***ing pussies. I'm so sick of it. Yeah, well, and just the self-centeredness of everybody on the internet, which I think is like what 
Everything has to be about you, you all the time. Yes, and this is what you do when there's nothing wrong in your life. <laughs> well, right. So every once in a while, you'll like stumble on a new corner of the internet that you didn't know existed and a whole bunch of people who believe a bunch of things that are totally insane and all act like it's well known and totally normal. And this happened to me today because I happened upon this trans person talking about how they all know and it's all been obvious to all of them for years that Kurt Cobain is a closeted trans woman. Um, yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, they've all known it for you. Apparently, he like wrote in some things that he felt more feminine or something sometimes. And they like, yeah, and they combed through his lyrics and like found things that they've decided mean he was actually a closet trans woman. Well, he was big into like F you and breaking all norms, man. You know, Well, that was a thing then. A lot of people, a lot of rock stars like wore dresses and did stuff. Yeah, it was a challenge. Gender bending. Of course, of course. But But he was married to a chick and had a daughter. So, um, not to check out. Well, he was a lesbian, obviously. Right. Well, those lesbians tend not to blow their brains out. Well, maybe trans lesbians do. Oh, right, right. All right, Alex, what is the uh, hot sauce? That is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. They bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline where you can leave a chat chat message for the show. This one's this one's called <laughs> Bareback Twinkle Slut. I almost would want to make this the title of today's episode, although I don't know if we can. It's the only one. I'm going to guess. Who do you guess? Put this? Justin. My guess is that it's Timothy from Canton. I'm guessing Justin. Tom, the next time you have a guest on, do you think you might want to let the guest answer a little more questions than that last interview you you guys did with the guy from the main wire? Edward Tomich. I contend that Alice was stepping on him. Yeah, I do feel that. I mean, there may be uh, historical reasons why I feel very comfortable talking over Ed Tomich of the main wire. B- bullying. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Former uh, bad blood between the two. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know about bad you, blood. You act like Jojo the circus monkey and you're all hyped up and you're ready to go and you're playing clips. And then, and then, and then, and just will you relax? <laughs> Please relax. Not, not my style. Treat it like your radio show. You let people call and kvetch and complain and then you chime in and then you let them complain and you chime in. You could have asked this kid a million questions. You asked him for his reaction maybe four times. All right, but it's a he doesn't. I've known Edward now for ten years. Mm-hmm. Ten years. Yeah. I don't think that. Uh, although maybe uh, I, 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 I think he is. He comes from a family where everybody is extremely vocal. They are happy. To challenge each other uh, and talk and talk over each other, etc. It is a famously talk over each other family, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Cacophony. They will have a step on family. There's if five you will. of them, and they will have five conversations, different conversations at the same time. But um, but no, I thought he was great, and as Alice stepped on him a whole bunch of times because she's a, a misandrist. But I was talking to Alice, and I would like to make him. Um, because he's kind of in proximity, I would like kind of mm-hmm. to have him be kind of a regular, an in studio regular, which we don't have. Thoughts, Alice? Um, yeah, he's welcome anytime. Obviously, from all the clips Mark in the chat alleges it was nepotism. Oh my goodness, nepotism! I have no younger brothers, or uh, or um, it's just me and my uh, single brother. No, no, no. Now I get it. He's hanging out in your space <laughs> and maybe i don't know maybe you were feeling the pressure he, he he's a, he's just doing his job like you do yours yeah breathe relax there you go i was <laughs> that's a good message i was on hold- the next time you have oh, a- sorry i was holding a revolver under the table that you guys couldn't see that Edward <laughs> did see he wasn't allowed to talk <clears throat> correct correct <laughs> all right albie are you ready for the music let yes. the music play. <laughs> Who sang that song, Mark? You know. Let the music play. It was huge, huge eighties, like the quintessential. As a matter of fact, when I ran 
Um, be my lover. Be my lover. Be my lover. Be my lover. Don't you be my lover? It was, um, I think when I worked on a cruise ship, it was one of those songs. Quintessential 80s song. La Bouche. Maybe that's not, maybe that's not 80s. Maybe it's 90s. But it's very much my youth. Very much my youth. You familiar with La Bouche, Alice? No, I am not. They do the, won't you be my lover? I don't know song. that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this oh is, I do know this that. This is the Kells, 1995. Me in the bottom, right before I puked on everybody. There's a thousand kids there. This guess is a how big many, workout song. When guess I how kids. many uh, young ladies Thomas Winchaddock hooked up with? Zero. Correct. Oh my goodness! I can. Just, I don't know that I can do the outro over that though. I can just hear me. Uh, uh, those guys <laughs> yelling to each other. Hey, should we get another drink? Should we go up the street? Where should we go? That ninety percent of my nineties was that yelling to each other about how. This place doesn't seem like it seems like the girls here are stuck up. Let's try another place. Oh my goodness, Alice. My goodness. Thank goodness you came along to rescue me. Mm-hmm. Um thank you so much for joining all of us and for the great feedback about the show with Edward last night. Um we'll try and shut up more if we have him on again. But um Anyway, yeah, if you want to join us for live streams and chats and everything, you can do that at patreon.com slash burn barrel. We are going to do an extra Patreon show this week tomorrow. Uh, Otherwise, show is free, burnbarrelpodcast.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.